2020. We're out here respecting ourselves. We're cutting toxic Gundam assholes out of our lives, and I'm hard. <laughs> this motherfucker. He's telling me, oh, you, you know, it's like you don't even want to get better at this. And I'm like, it's a free-to-play Japanese video game that I spend a lot of money on. But, like, I do want to get better, and you're just being a cock. You're not a good leader. Give, you're not a give, good Give leader. a little context here, because you've been playing this game with our boy Zisty. Uh, I attempted it a little bit, but it's like a PS4 game. It's like online, yeah. and you're, you're in a clan. You've been playing competitively. That's right. Playing competitively for probably two months now. Uh, we found this clan through Reddit, which should have been the first red flag that it was, like, full of chuds. Yeah. Um, not good. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to trying to play competitively competitively with these guys, trying to get better at the game, and uh, there's no... There is only punishment for failure. There is never recognition of any success you have. Like, if you do well, it's like, well, of course you did well. If you do poorly, it's fuck you with these guys. It's such a fucking thing with competitive gaming. Yeah. Like, even unless you, like, very directly know the people. Like, that's why we got burned out on the Overwatch. Absolutely. I say that in general. Like, unless, I don't know, I was on some kind of team getting paid and shit. Right. The whole reason we play the games is for fun. And when people are going to act like that, that just ruins ruins it like it's like why are, why am i doing this right uh that was a point so that fuck i that guy it's a point that i brought up with them on multiple occasions it's like it's not like we're playing in money tournaments it's not like money tournaments exist for this free-to-play japanese game <laughs> you know like Fucking weebs, what man. what we're doing it one of them told me we're doing it to be the best in the west is what he said we're gonna be the best <sighs> western clan and i'm like how about we be the best in the west at not being condescending dickweed straight the fuck up so if you're listening uh anyone from the gundam clan i know there is at least one dude from that gundam clan uh who listens get out while you can (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't blame you man well hey i'm in a good spot i'm looking out the window right now onto the beach i'm in the same beach house i recorded in i think two years ago this time the signal's a little bit better and uh, we might have a Bruce Air stop in oh. in the second half of the episode. Oh, yes. We'll find out for Father's Day. If not, he says next week. Uh, but we shall see. <laughs> and I finished my tech assessment that kept me out last week. Uh, thank you, Clone Donovan Dillon, for coming on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, after doing all five sections, writing a model, a bunch of data processing and analysis and some visualizations, I didn't get the job. So that's great. <laughs> I hate this shit, dude. It's terrible. How are you going to make me work like an eight-hour day to apply and then be like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's Fuck fine. It. We, we didn't. No, that's okay. Oh, well, was, I'm, was... I'm happy to be doing my real job now, which is answering relationship questions with you, Arthur. Oh, yes. And I am so fucking ready to get up into these questions. And we're going to get into the first Reddit question like this. My F-27 flatmate F-27 has told British. my <laughs> has told my boyfriend M31 is that a rifle is the M31 a rifle we've established the F27 is not a fighter jet before we yeah, recorded may, but I don't probably know. some kind of military tech i'll get back to you uh said she's in love with him so the flatmate is in love with the boyfriend which we don't love 
I, F27, moved into my flat in October of last year to take the place of a mutual friend of mine and my new flatmate. What? Take the place of a mutual friend of mine and my new flatmate. Okay. We have generally great atmosphere in the flat and both have similar expectations and habits. While we're not friends yet, as in we wouldn't go out for brunch or be each other's plus one for parties, we are very friendly. She seems super normal and level. Uh, When the lockdown began in March, my boyfriend, M31, of two years, was living with his sister and his mother, undergoing chemo, who lived alone, needed somewhere to stay where she could be looked after, so she moved into his room, and he came to stay with us. My flatmate was totally fine, and we had a proper chat, oh, extremely British, about ground rules, (laughs) but ultimately the flat is huge for two people, and she has kind of a granny flat set up in hers. Either way... She gave definite approval. The writing style on this is unbelievable. Now, we three got on great, but never really spent a ton of time together. We all work from home and spend the occasional evening playing games or whatever, but ultimately we don't mingle much more than before. My boyfriend, however, cooks every night for the both of us as a thank you, and so we do now eat together, and my flatmate seemed happy to be included. It was great. However, last week, my boyfriend took me aside and told me while he was in the courtyard hanging out washing, hanging out the washing, she, quote, ambushed him from behind and gave a huge speech about how she's in love with him. And while she respects that he's with me, she has deep feelings for him and that she's available if he were single. Oh, and uh, please don't tell OP. (laughs) She, did, she didn't try to kiss him, but tried to hold his hand. He was very anxious and flustered when he was telling me this. The flat atmosphere is very awkward now, but as far as she knows, he's not said a word. She's not said anything else to him, but he did mention that she touched his arm a couple of times as she was walking past recently, and it's really gotten under my skin. My BF is also confused because he hasn't spent that much time with her apart from dinner and never alone. I spoke to our mutual friend who was shocked and says she's never done anything like this before and she'd never known my housemate to have a crush on anyone either. I've not seen her acting strangely in any other ways and it hasn't outwardly affected how she treats me. We can't move right now because virus, money, etc. How do I deal with this? TLDR, my flatmate has told my boyfriend she loves him while he's staying with us and we can't leave was posted by Discombobulated Owl 81. Damn, Owl. You got, uh, all right, you got this fit bird <laughs> living right. in your flat. Right. And she's trying to crack on with your lad. Can't and crack on that's with the just lad. The, that's not kosher. Love Island rules apply here, right? You can't sneak, if you're into somebody and they have a partner, you can't sneak behind the back and try to check in and get things moving. Uh, Because if it works like that's shifty, and if it doesn't work out, that puts you in a sketchy-ass situation, especially because you live with these people. Like, this is wildly inappropriate. What? And it's going to make things uncomfortable, and she shouldn't have done this shit. What what (laughs) was flatmate's endgame? What did she think was going to happen? You're all living in this little place together. Did she think (laughs) that she was going to, like, fucking 
like <laughs> she was gonna leak out of the shadows. Like I imagine this ambush. Like she has fucking mystical <laughs> power. Like she, like she just fucking <laughs> materializes out of a shadow behind him. Zoom. Love me. Exactly. And then he's gonna go. Oh, word. No, yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, let's do it. And then break up with with the girlfriend. <laughs> and Cross with... the hallway to this new girl's yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, babe. No, there's there's no way that this could go down undramatically. Right. And this is wild. The thing that stands out to me is that OP here is saying they spoke to the mutual friend. Mutual friend is shocked. They say the uh, this roommate hasn't done anything like this before. And she's never even known her to have a crush on anyone. So this, like, and she hasn't seen her strange, acting strangely in any other ways, uh, OP says. And so I am wondering if this is somebody who is just not very experienced, maybe. Right. Or maybe a little bit socially, you know, not the best. And is dealing with, like, a feeling maybe she hasn't uh, been in many relationships or dealt with those kind of feelings. And so she's like, oh, yeah, I'll just tell him this is normal. So it's not normal. It's not normal, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like I, I can kind of see how, cause that's the only, that's the only thing I can think here is just like ignorance of the situation. Yeah. Because even if you're a calculated person, like you said, dude, like what, what, what are you going to do? It works out. You're going to, he's going to move into your room. You're gonna have to kick out the room. Like there's no way for this to go cleanly with the way this is being done. So I'm getting the impression that, uh, you know, this person just didn't recognize how fucking bizarre this is. Uh, regardless, though, even if there was, like, malintent here, uh, I think you got to confront her. It's the only way. You cannot just keep this on the down low. And like you said, you can't just, like, me- you know, move out and fuck off either, given the circumstances. So I think the only way to make things functional and not weird is is for you to confront her about this shit. However, I think if you confront her, I think that could create, uh, I mean, so there's weirdness, right? I think it could create hostility potentially. Like, so right now you're sort of at a cold war level, you know, like, uh, uh, she, she, she shot down a civilian airliner over your, over your borders. Right. (laughs) Uh, and there's plausible deniability there because nobody has really like claimed responsibility and you could let this be like a cold war situation where you guys just like plot in secret against each other. We don't want this necessarily to escalate to like a proxy war. Um, you could, you could also just like try to let it ride. And then if she does it again, that's when you have the, the conversation. Cause like her inexperience leading to this blunder, cause it was a blunder, uh, could, you could just write that off. Like, okay, well she's just like kind of dumb and doesn't know what she's doing. Uh, so right. we're going to let it go for now. But if she does it again, I think maybe that's when you intervene. I think you let this one ride. I, I feel that, you know, it's just one gaff, so to sure. speak. Yeah. It's like if Biden had only sucked one finger, or touched <laughs> one child, you could be like, okay, he's an old dude. But if it starts adding up, it starts to get suspicious. Uh, There's so I, yeah. much footage of I, I, girls being creeped out by him. It's unbelievable. It's, it's seriously heinous. Um, uh, but, I, but I feel what you're saying, too. And m- maybe that would be the best option. A- again, though, like you're going to know more of the nuance to this situation than we do. And I think your boyfriend will, too. 
Uh, so maybe, you know, he's told you about it right away, which is obviously a good sign. He's on your side. And maybe discuss with him a little bit what y'all think you should do, you know, depending on the situation. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. Like if it's, if it's a situation where there's no way to have this talk, uh, or, or rather that if it goes badly, the roommate's just fucking there and there's like no escape, it may be better just to, just to leave it for now. Yeah. That's where I am. Fucking hey though, that's uh, that's not fun at all. No, especially as always when it's somebody you're living with and you're just you're just stuck. You can't fucking get away from it. That's absolutely miserable. Uh, so like I said, make sure your boyfriend's updating you. Be you know checking in, in with him on this too, and just monitor the situation. Yeah, and if you can't have that confrontation, uh, wait until you know something happens again, and if it doesn't, write it out. And then at the first opportunity, you're going to want to move the fuck out of there. I certainly hope the boyfriend is not at all receptive to the advances. I think that he uh, revealed it to you indicates that he's not. But that, right. that could suck. Yeah, no. I, that I could suck real I don't bad. think he is either. Yeah. No, I don't think he is either. If he was going to pull something like that, you reckon he wouldn't be He wouldn't be talking to her, talking to the, the OP, the girlfriend here about right, it. So right. that's your good sign. Uh, but you know, fucking hey, there's no easy way to do this. So good luck to you. And, uh, hopefully it was, it was just a singular gaffe. We're looking for just the one gaffe here. Single gaffes only. Okay. That's one gaffe. And, uh, well, this isn't a gaffe. This is another question. I call questions gaffes, Arthur. Did you know that? <laughs> I, I, we have done 108 <laughs> episodes of the program together. Uh, really, 106 together. Um, yeah. And not once have you referred to them as a gaffe, and I think, I think you're doing a cheeky bit right now. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I got a lot of hidden vernacular, you know? <laughs> so you got to roll it out slowly. I can't give it all up at once. Yeah, keep them guessing. Oh, sirens, sirens. Folks, we have a sudden update. Uh, Bruce Air has just walked into the house, pulled one of my earphones out, and stuffed it in his own ear hole. Uh, so surprise special guest, it's Bruce Air. How's Bruce. it going? Bruce! Well, hello, Arthur, and hello, Donovan Air. <laughs> I can't believe it's taken 109 episodes to get an invite. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken a little bit longer than I expected, but I am thrilled to be here on We're, episode one on nine, baby. We're, upside of the court, upside of the quarantine here. We get to, uh, I'm not on the other side of the country, so we have easy access to old Bruce. Nice. Old Bruce. Well said, so dad, we, we, I guess we only have a second with you before you go back to the beach, but I reckon we'll, we'll ask you our standard, uh, guest question, which is, uh, what, what's your most, embarrassing uh or maybe just kind of shitty dating experience you've had as far as you can reveal on the show what do you got um i guess i would talk about the one i'm not so proud of nice um (laughs) when i was in college i would get invited to these crush kegs this was when a sorority would ask fraternity guys to go to like a you know mixer or something right and they'd come to your house and give you a, a uh an invitation but you wouldn't know who it was so you'd have to go in a little bit of faith. So mm-hmm. invariably, I would show up to these things, and I would just look around, and it wouldn't take me long to find her. <laughs> uh, it'd be the 
one I was least attracted to in the room, almost without fail. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, that's her. There she is. And sure enough, a few minutes later, she'd come over and reveal herself. <laughs> and because I was very shallow and very young back in those days, I started thinking escape almost immediately. So I'd do a little couple minutes of chit-chat, and I'd say, hey, do you know where the restroom is? And she'd tell you, it's over there. And I would go to the restroom and walk out the front door and get a ride home. <laughs> uh, I'm not proud of that. It was immature. Shouldn't have done it. Did it more than once. Probably did it a handful of times. <laughs> I wish I could go back to the younger me and say, dude, it's just a couple hours. Be a nice guy. Show some empathy. Bruce making... Sometimes you got to tuck and roll, though. Yeah, Bruce is out here making moves. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my most embarrassing and that I'm not proud of it. I'd say my most successful dating story was with your mom. Oh, <laughs> that's such a great uh, line. My most successful dating story is with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing she doesn't listen to pod one through one Oh nine. Most successful in that blind date. Uh, she, her sister uh, worked for the same company I did. And she's like, Oh, my sister's single. We could set you up blind date. And I was like, all right. Must be something wrong with this scenario. <laughs> so I did my research and found out actually not wrong. Kind of cute. So we did a little uh, uh, blind date at uh, a lake around Cincinnati, rented a jet ski. Wow. Went home and watched The Apartment, the most boring movie of all time. <laughs> great test for the relationship. And the rest is history. That's a great Was first date. Was it a good date. first date, though? It's a great first. Date. There was a fucking jet ski involved. Of course, it was a great oh, yeah. first yeah, jet ski. That, that's true, man. We talk about like getting a beer or going rock climbing and shit. Jet ski is professional, though. And if that kind of date can result in me and therefore result in the podcast, well, hey, listener, maybe take your crush out on a jet ski. Maybe something good could happen. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, podcast. It's the least <laughs> I could do. Salute Bruce Air for Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to you, Dad. Thanks for thanks for popping on. Before I pop off, can we sing the theme song together? Do you want your opening okay. song? It's All right. Do you want to? Ready? Hear it. All right. One, hear it. two, three. Ah, 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 hanging on. Arthur, I don't know if you get credit for that theme song, but it's pretty magic. I just want to. Oh no, that that is the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. Well, Radio Free Tote Bag, thanks for the invite. I love you guys. I listen to you guys, and hit them up, sign them up. What are they? Sign up for the podcast. What's the right vernacular? Subscribe. Subscribe. Smash that five-star button. Hit the five-star yeah. button and do that stuff. Hit it, get on the Google machine. Fire it up. <laughs> book face it. Back to Thimble Instagram or whatever it's called. Thimble. Share, it on. Share it on Dig. <laughs> All right, Arthur. See you, brother. Nice, thanks, nice talking with you. All right, yeah, see you guys. Thanks for popping on. Well, there we go. Yeah, we we were talking about having him on for a Father's Day episode. Uh, Father's Day two years ago when we started the podcast. <laughs> right. And it was always like somebody was in the wrong place or he had something going on. So I wasn't sure he was going to come up. He's like, ah, I'm drinking on a beach. I don't know if I'm going to make it back. So I'm glad he stopped in. Fuck yeah. There may in the near future be a Greg Brim cameo. Oh, who knows? Oh. 
I can't hold all these dads. <laughs> Let's just hold all these dads. <laughs> it's that old like 2012 meme with the limes, but it's just a bunch of Bruce's bald ass head. <laughs> and fucking Greg's <laughs> giant green. beard. There we fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, for now, uh, the suns continue. And uh, we got this next question. It goes a little something like this. My little person friend wants to hook up, but I don't know if I should treat her the same as other lovers, question mark. We're both young and I have had a few partners and she has not yet. I don't mean as in treat her like she's less or not worth it. I mean as in if I should be more gentle or more careful. I do find her attractive and she is a little person. Parentheses, not sure what term to use without being offensive, and I give my apologies if I'm saying it the wrong way. I think that's the preferred vernacular. Yeah, I think so. Uh, usually all the girls I have been with like me going all the way in and being kind of rough with them. But my friend had told me before that she is more fragile than people without her condition and that it is easy for her to break things and get hurt. I just don't want to hurt her or cause her any harm, and I don't know if I should be gentle or avoid certain positions to avoid any problems. Any advice? And that was posted by Owie Ouchie. Owie Ouchie, you're going to have to have a conversation with this person because I don't know if your friend is a medical doctor. But so your friend's like, right? oh, she, she's like more fragile, so you got to be more careful. You don't fucking know that because I don't know that. <laughs> is this common knowledge about little people? I had no idea. So uh, just have the conversation with her. And as far as like, I don't know if I should treat her the same as other lovers. You should probably start with not assuming that you're going to fuck. Go, right. on a, go on a date with this well, person. He he did say that this friend wants to hook up. So I'm getting oh, the impression okay, okay. like she has shown some interest here. Um, but still, like, I, I, I feel you. Yeah, and leading up to this, like maybe just go get a drink together or something. Yeah, see if you click. And then when when the time is coming up, and I, I think this is kind of good policy in general, uh, but just be checking in a lot, like the first time around, because it's good policy with anybody. Right. You know, you're hooking up for the first time. You don't know boundaries and that sort of thing. So definitely like roll it back a little bit, like err on the side of being more gentle. But you could totally be like, hey, like I like being rough. Are you into that or no? Uh, cause I mean, that's the only way to find out for sure. Like we don't, we don't know the anatomy of this person, right. you know, I, I don't know if the friend does, uh, maybe, maybe she, you know, is fragile to some extent or something. But again, like the only way you're going to know this is by asking her. <laughs> so yeah. speech just your mouth bring words. it up with her ahead of time. Just, you know, don't make it. I wouldn't even make it about the little person thing. I would just make it about roughness. Cause again, you know, some people into that, some people aren't. Because, uh, again, you, you just I get the impression, uh, like if you're a little person, kind of like we've talked about with, with trans folks, y you don't want to be you don't want to be the object of like fetishization, you right, know. Right. And I don't I don't get the impression that's what you're doing here. But I would just if you're going to do anything differently, that would that would be the one thing is just, uh, you know, maybe not commenting it on it heavily or, uh, you know, just treat them like a person. Don't don't make this like some kind of weird special occasion, you know? Yes, that's that's a very good point. Don't make it like, woo, I'm doing something crazy. No, you're just having a hookup with somebody else, with another human being. Yeah, somebody is a bit shorter than usual. Yeah. 
That's that's a really great so, point is is to not fetishize it or to not. It, she's just like a person. She's just like a human being. Just like yeah, I don't. I've never heard you know from a doctor that little people's bones are made of glass or anything like that. <laughs> Also, exactly. the fact you, you say this friend wants to hook up, like if she's the one initiating this, uh, I'd still have the conversation and everything. But I like if there was a serious thing, like if she was so fragile, you have to be ultra careful. She's going to say something, you know, like <laughs> I don't think I don't think she'd be like, hey, you want to hook up? Not say anything in the end and be like, oh, God, you didn't know about my glass bones. All little people have them. How did you not know? <laughs> so <laughs> have have the conversation. But like, I just wouldn't worry too much. I think she will let you know if it's something that you need to be very, very careful about. Right. Right. If she's like, you will turn my pelvis into a fine powder. Then, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I was born with glass bones and paper skin. Every morning I break my arms, and every afternoon I break my legs. What is that from? SpongeBob, when they're selling the chocolate. I've never the scammer seen dude. a SpongeBob. You fucking old bastard. Sp- I don't know what our three-year generational divide is, but you know all about Cheers and shit. <laughs> I know about SpongeBob. Well, I think... I, I think we're in different ones. If I may... I think that is partially like a class divide too, because I never had cable growing up, so I never had Nickelodeon. Ooh, true. Yeah, true. Little. I didn't have Cartoon Network though. Is that a cable one? It is. How did you have Nickelodeon but okay. not Cartoon Network? That's weird. I don't know, man. We we had we didn't have like fancy cable. We didn't have like DVR or any of that type shit until sure. I was like in high school. Cartoon we just kind of had to, to regular. Cartoon Network may have been. Like a premium channel may have been like up a, up a tier. From yeah, it is now. I, I bet it was something like that. Sad, huh? Yeah. Well, still, still, <laughs> you're saying the only thing. Okay, hold on. You're saying the only thing on regular television for kids was like Cheers and shit. <laughs> well, okay. So if, <laughs> there's cartoon. There's right. kids program. Okay, no, you're right. The kids programming went from about 9 to 11 a.m. on Saturdays is when they played cartoons on what was network it, PBS? television. Uh, and then there was PBS, which played kids programming in the afternoons um, every day of the week. But as far as like cartoons went, there was really only Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. And then, I do like, remember that when I was younger, now that you say it, and then, not having Nickelodeon. Yeah, and I used to get into this, like, The Simpsons was huge for me, because they played it every night of the week, There were it was in syndication, there were reruns and shit, and uh, new episodes on Sunday, so, like, that was, you know, The Simpsons was a big part of my media exposure. Sim- Simpsons, I feel you on. We do, we do share that, so. I, I really liked Family Guy when it came out. Same until I realized that it was just a shittier Simpsons. It's like, oh, it's like reactionary Chud Simpsons. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Fucking a. How the fuck did we get on this conversation? Uh, I was making fun of the the, che- the glass. You didn't know my SpongeBob reference. Okay, yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, hook up with this little person. Have a good ass time. You're going to. You know, she she seems she asked you. She was direct. She seems like she's got at least some experience. Have a little conversation about things and just what she's into. But again, don't like, uh, don't objectify her. Don't make this like a weird 
thing. They're, yeah. They're just people, just a little bit smaller. True. All right. Well, hey, question box time. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Folks, it's the question box. Don't know what it is. Have you had a uh, little bit of amnesia? Did you get a lobotomy during the during the quarantine? <laughs> yeah, in the past hundred plus episodes. Uh, if that's the case, this is the section uh, where listeners can send their questions in. We will read them. We will answer them. And if you'd like to send a question in, you can find a link to the question box in our bio on Instagram. That's Instagram.com slash Radio Free Tote Bag. Or on our website, RadioFreeToteBag.Podient.Co. It's anonymous. You don't got to make an account. Jam some shit in that text box and then press send, and then we'll read it on the show. It's that fucking easy. Easy and or peasy. But this week, oh, actually, this is very topical. Uh, we got two. And both of these are just kind of just kind of things. People are more comments, shares than questions. Uh, but first, Donovan follows the official SpongeBob SquarePants Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, that is true. <laughs> it's a good page. Like I'm is not it- somebody who follows like brands or fucking shows and that kind of shit. But they put a lot of like fan made content and like goofy, like they're aware of all the memes that come out of SpongeBob. So there, there's some good shit on there. I do recommend it. Okay. I respect that. Yeah. Square <laughs> pants, you know, big hearts, square pants, something like that. I don't know. It's good. SpongeBob's cool. Shouts out. Our next submission to the question box this week. Um, rules ass, might I just say. Uh, it's very fun. Uh, but it's going to take a little bit of a setup. So what I would like you to do now, I would like you to pull up the uh, episode art for this very episode that you're listening to right now. Special art. And what you're going to see is Jerry Seinfeld with his 17-year-old girlfriend. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's what you're going to see. Um, because this submission is just, it's a Twitter link. It's a tweet. We're trying to, we're trying to construct a tweet through an audio medium. And, uh, so you're going to look at that image and then you're going to hear the following four seconds of audio. Uh, you ready? 1738. There it was. oh it's incredible yeah if you don't have access it's a black and white photo uh you know of a 17 year old child and uh jerry seinfeld looking basically like he does today (laughs) so just to clarify we talked about this before you know he was late 30s and you might think oh he was younger back then like no dude this is the same no it's the fucking mug this is the same man who's driving around in his stupid ass nice cars with uh uh shit lib obama and uh i don't know whoever the fuck else he has on there comedians in cars getting cp (laughs) <laughs> that's uh, that's good <laughs> so yes we hope you enjoyed and uh yeah 
don't forget, Jerry Seinfeld dated a 17-year-old when he was almost 40. Pretty cool. Oh, fuck! Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Guess who just joined us? Yes, you might right. hear you might hear him giggling yep. in the background. <laughs> giggling. It's my father and yours, but not yours, Donovan, because we no. already talked to yours. Yeah, we already talked to yours. It's Greg Brim. <laughs> What's up? I mean, woo! <laughs> what do you know for sure, Greg? Yeah, Greg Bram on the pod. <laughs> Finally made it. He's here. Yeah. In honor of Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. I had a great Father's Day. Oh yeah, we tried it. We tried. We got you a couple things. Oh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Do you want to tell them what uh what my sister got you for Father's oh, yeah. Day? I she got me a Weber grill. And Weber grills are real Ooh. nice. You know, yeah, it was great. But uh I already had a grill and it's forty years old. But it's <laughs> it's like cast aluminum and it'll never rest and it doesn't need a cover. And Arthur already started bonfires in a damn thing. <laughs> And I still use it, and all I got to do is change the grill top on it. So she gave me the money for a Weber grill so I can go play golf. There you go. That's what he's looking for. That's <laughs> yeah, what man that's wants what is some yeah. rounds of golf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm play some golf. Well, I, I can play at it, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. The older I get, the further I used to hit it. <laughs> you know, but it's still fun to get out there. And you could do your social distancing on a golf course, no problem. That's true. Because you don't, you don't want to get close to anybody anyway. Because you hit them <laughs> Very with a ball. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Father, uh, we wanted to ask you our traditional question that we ask of guests. Okay. Everybody who comes on the show, we ask them, right. what is your most embarrassing or stupidest or perhaps most heinous <laughs> relationship or dating experience oh i don't know i used to go out with this gal her name was we might have to beep that but sure yeah i i don't know if she's still alive <laughs> <laughs> I used to do some crazy stuff but uh it was like she was like the ultimate tease i mean ultimate tease you get just close enough, and then, well, no, we got to do, yeah. Now, wait, I, yeah, I'm done with this shit, you know. But she she was kind of hot. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, you know, I, I, yeah, it's crazy. So you dated a tease that was, that's yeah. your most embarrassing oh, or no, craziest? Yeah, yeah, well, there what? Were, there were lots. What, what, fuck? Did you ever? So we had we had John McAfee on the program. Oh, right? uh, the guy that goes to like what Mexico? Yeah, so he spent a lot of time in oh, Mexico. Yeah. He and spent and a lot imprisoned of time in, in like Mexican ten different countries. Shows, you know? Yeah, uh, so. and he talked about like running from his wife's pimp. Oh, <laughs> do you have anything? Do you have anything like that? Well, I'd have to think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I no, I I never had to run from my wife's pimp. <laughs> Never had to do that. Um, I did have to. I did have to punch out this pimp one time. Nice, but uh, no, nah, it's all right. He, <laughs> he, he didn't shoot me, so it was fine. <laughs> so, that is a good outcome. Any outcome oh, yeah. without bullets in yeah. Me oh, is, yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, any any outcome without you know mortal wounds. Is good. <laughs> That's a good rule to live by. Yeah. Right. How did it? Um, 
how did it come to be with mom? How did how did you? All oh, get that together? was funny. Uh, we were both married, <laughs> and we went to college, and I think we both went right to the student affairs office. Mm-hmm. Um, was, we were married, but not to each other. So we started sailing in my van. I had this. I had this boat. <laughs> <laughs> instead of a instead of a rear view mirror in my van, it was just like it was a boat, like <laughs> like stained glass boat, and we go sailing the boat. <laughs> we get to rocking the boat. Oh Jesus! No. Oh no! No, that was great. Yeah, in between classes, <laughs> down Sharon Woods. You know, oh, it was for great. God's it was love. Great. It was great. Putting the affair in student affairs. And, and Arthur came right between um, some wall-to-wall carpet and a piano. <laughs> they had the wall-to-wall <laughs> carpet installed. They had the carpet installed. And then I was born. And then he was conceived, and then we got a piano. Oh, okay. That was the conception. Okay, great. So now I know exactly <laughs> I know exactly when the fuck that created me happened. That's good. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I know that. I mean, it was real obvious. <laughs> there was no doubt. <laughs> Okay. There was, there was no okay, get the fuck out of my studio. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. I probably you probably got Happy f- much more information than he wanted. All right. Happy Father's yeah, Day to you. Thank too. you. I I always have a happy Father's Day. That's awesome. All right. I'll see you around sometime. Later. Good times. Nice. Nice work, Dad. <laughs> We're learning a lot this episode. <laughs> oh no! Thanks, Dad. Bram Origins. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Father. <laughs> good, See, f- good man, fucking time. I should have fucking known. Bruce had a cute little story. Had something totally prepared. My dad's like, "Yeah, I used to fool around with this broad. It was like, you know, you'd almost get there, and it'd be like, nah. And you're like, well, fuck this." <laughs> okay fair enough so uh what else happened well i used to fuck your mom in a van great good that's where you came from good cute story thanks dad (laughs) that is exactly what we were looking for and i am here for it happy father's day (laughs) are there yes what do we uh Let's get back on the sun's train. Sun train. What do we we got next? Is it normal to want to sleep with every attractive guy I see? F24. I was in an abusive relationship four years and on birth control and had no sex drive. Now that I'm single, I want to fuck every single attractive guy I see. Is this normal? Please be nice. Supposed to buy green beans with a Z, 17. Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah. I would. I would say not even normal. This is. This is a good sign. Like especially if you were in a relationship for four years that you recognize as abusive, and that was fucking with your sex drive. Birth control was fucking with your sex drive. Like that can be hard to recover from. It can be kind of hard, you know, to get that back without hopping off the medication. And if it's a, you know, a really fucking abusive relationship, like that can be traumatizing. So the fact that you're you know, your sex drive is picked back up and 
you know, you're, you're getting those feelings again. I think that's a good sign. I don't think that's even normal. I think that's, uh, I think that's particularly good. I will tell you that this is an indicator of a fairly typical sex drive, I think. So, like, I'll see somebody who's attractive. Look at them. Damn, they're hot. I think, I think, maybe, given the opportunity, I would give them some pipe. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. The thought run through my bequeath head. Bequeath right? them. I would bequeath them with pipe. And uh, I think it kind of depends on how hard you get into the fantasy in that moment. Because usually right. it's like glance, hot, yeah, I'd hit it. That's all I got, <laughs> typically. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you like, if you're like following them through the department store, and like, you know what I mean? Like maybe that's a little much, but. You know, the 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 yeah. the passing thought of yeah, I'd sleep with them. I think totally, that's totally, totally, yeah, totally fine. And again, I I think a good sign if you're coming out of this bad relationship. Uh, so definitely don't be being hard on yourself about something like this. This is this is totally normal. Uh, I do like one of the comments though. Uh, Little Hawk says pretty simply, normal isn't real. Nice. Which I do, I, I do appreciate. I think that's a good mentality because we see this in questions so many times where Am people I feel a certain way and they're like, "Am I going to be okay? Oh, is this normal?" Yeah, and I mean that can be good in the sense that you don't want to be doing something abnormal if it's you know causing you physical or mental distress. Uh, but but like every every situation is going to be different, and you're coming out of a relationship that it sounds like was really shitty. You were in for a long time. And uh, so honestly, like wherever you're at is is totally fine. You know, it's yeah. it, it's a process to get through. There's no expectation of somewhere, you know, you need to be. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I like that. Don't don't compare yourself to some kind of norm because it really is different for every person. True ass. Everybody's- that being said, also, don't follow the dude through the department store, as Arthur said. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> would be the that. bad kind of not of not normal. <laughs> That's a good norm. Not following people through the. I'm gonna beep that. You can't. You can't say the name of the place. I can't even say the name. No. You don't. You don't work there. It's just a store. <laughs> well, now I have to beep it. <laughs> okay. God damn it. <laughs> you could have said Macy's. Ah, uh, no. That's the, just the one. That cr- well, we can't. We can't now say it through process of elimination, dude. Well, it's not Macy's. I'm not going to say anything Penny. else. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. J.C. Penney's is going out of business, and the place I work is not going out of business. So that's another piece of the puzzle you all can put together. <laughs> it's going to it's gonna come down to being the only brick-and-mortar retailer left. <laughs> and then I'm no fucked. And then I'm to totally tonight. fucked. <laughs> Did you know there is literally a social media policy in the fucking uh, rule book for my, uh, for my unnamed retail oh. establishment? Oh, boy. Does it say stuff like, hey, on your dating and relationship advice show, uh, where you talk to your dad about uh, consummating and creating you in a van, (laughs) not allowed to mention the name of this retail establishment. God, I could look up records. (laughs) I could find out when the wall-to-wall carpet was put in. (laughs) Oh, boy. And get the date. Good times. That's great. Thanks, Dad. 
Okay, we got we got time for another one. Oh, absolutely. Let's take a look here. Oh yeah, good yeah. We, shit. Maybe maybe two more even. Oh, good time. So let's get this first one first. Here's what it is. I love soft penises, and I cannot lie. They're just so darn cute. <laughs> I think they're the male equivalent of boobs. I want to squish it lightly and play with it, like boing it. Parentheses, when you kind of throw it either against your partner's belly or down towards the balls and it boings back. It's also so precious. How can guys flex it? Or how it always reverts to a permanent resting position at a certain angle. Guys, are you annoyed by this? Do your partners try to do the above behavior? Girls, are there some of you that also feel this cute aggression towards softy? (laughs) Yes, it's such a good sentence. Cute aggression towards softies. Edit, please don't message me about seeing your soft one. Jesus Christ, men fucking suck. That was posted by uh, Alexa Rivera 15. Uh, Okay, can I tell you something that I like to do with my soft one? Uh, So uh, I discovered this um, some maybe like a year and a half ago. Seeing this gal and uh we was you know we would have a tendency we'd get down and then we'd just cuddle for we'd just cuddle nude for like five or six hours and watch shit it was great it was like my favorite shit good times and uh one time i got up to go get us some uh, beverages and snacks and i turned and i looked at her and then just like apropos of nothing i just kind of stanced out so that my my whole situation was hanging loosely between my legs and then i thrust repeatedly and slapped my whole shit against my stomach and taint repeatedly (laughs) and she she looked at me and she said please do not ever do that again and i did it again (laughs) so did she have the cute aggression towards the softy or not really you know she was completely disinterested in my soft fonts and that's okay that's like that's a thing that's fine um, but I don't know. I just like the sound it made. It was like, because they are funny. They're like, very funny. A, it's, it's an absurd thing. Like it really is just a strange looking thing. She did used to like and, it when uh, I would flex it when it was soft. Cause you could kind of make the blood flow to the tip, right? Kind of make the tip bloom a little bit. Yeah. You can do like a headbang kind of thing. Yeah. And so she would like, she L- listening she, to some metal. She would watch it, and she would be like, that is fascinating. Because <laughs> it is. I've known you girls know? that are like, what is up with that? <laughs> and it's kind of fun to be able to like tell somebody about just like the stupid non-sexual things about a dick. Right. I will say. Because we got them all buddy, the time. We got them full time. My buddy had a great bit he was doing uh, for a while, like a limp dick kind of joke nude bit he would roll his penis up like sure. a snail shell <laughs> and then put the scrot up over it and then he would take a snapchat video of letting it go and it unrolls <laughs> but then he would reverse the video so it's just a limp dick and then all of a sudden it starts curling back and rolls itself up and then the scrot <laughs> comes to cover everything too good <laughs> 
See, this is the kind of thing that so, this is what guys do. This is guy stuff to me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Not yeah, sports, good not kind of grilling. This is the good kind of guy stuff. Reverse reverse video of your cock rolling up and your scrotum <laughs> rising to cover it like a bat wing. That's what I love. It's a great time, dude. Dudes dudes rock. Tell you what. Do do drop dudes rock. I wish I knew that whole line. Uh, next time. Next time. I'll have it ready. But yeah, right on. You love soft penises. We love soft penises, too. They're a great time. And uh, so thanks thanks for the question. Guess what? What's up? Surprising date with anal plug. Hey, guys. <laughs> I am having a date soon. And was thinking to surprise my lover with wearing anal plug. Would you find something like this arousing? Like you undress your partner and notice they have anal plug. Or does it look stupid? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't have anal yet, but played around it. He also enjoys to put his finger inside my butt. Thanks. This was posted by Eastern Art. (laughs) See, I like the read on this. As if it was you went on a date with the anal plug. Sure. And you weren't expecting a lot, but you went out. And, dude, Anal Plug had, like, this just fascinating knowledge of musical history and art history. Yeah. And Anal Plug just regaled you, you know, with tales of some of your favorite composers uh, and musicians that you'd never heard before. Yeah. And you were surprised. And now you and Anal Plug, you all's married. You got some <laughs> babies. I like to think of Anal Beautiful. Plug as the guy who sells you anal. <laughs> the Anal Plug. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hit up my plug. Can I For get a? Anal. Can I get a? Can I get an anal? <laughs> Q QP anal. I gotta go for the quap. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the uh, like you undress your partner and notice they have anal plug? Question mark. <laughs> it's so kind. The whole phrasing in this question is incredible. <laughs> like you undress your it's, partner and notice goofy. they have anal plug. Because <laughs> that doesn't specify anything. Like, what are they just holding it, or yeah. was in their pocket, and you're undressing them, it Maybe falls it's, out. Is it like, just tape? Is it taped to their inner thigh? <laughs> Whoa, Whoa! I didn't you know you had anal plug. plug. <laughs> Whoa! She's got anal plug. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How oh, fucking good. To, to, take, I, no, to okay. take the pure meaning of this. Yeah. Uh, yes, I would love this. This would be incredible. Like, you're going on a date with somebody, and you guys are out at the restaurant, and you have Mexican food, which is probably a bad pick if you're wearing a butt plug. (laughs) And you get back to the apartment, and she just shoots it across the room after a stream of diarrhea. That's horrible. Why would I go there? No. No. You have have a low-fiber meal, and then you go back to the apartment, and you're getting undressed, and there's just a little bejeweled heart. In between their cheeks. And you're like, I'm going to get the butt tonight. <laughs> That's what it signals to me. If you're wearing this, you... Okay, I will tell you this. If you're wearing a butt plug on the date, be prepared to have a penis in there later. I think that's I think that's fair, right? There's some kind of butt play going on. There's got to be We kind of talked about this a couple of episodes ago with that person asking why they kept seeing butt plugs everywhere, if that was, like, becoming a, a, a thing. Right. Uh, 
Uh, but it, but it's it, it's like some other shit we've talked about. Like it's like having some lingerie under your clothes when you're out for dinner or something. Like it's, it, it's a sexy intent. secret, and it signals only. Intent. Yeah, and you know, only you guys know about it. Or in this case, the reveal is kind of hot because it's like, oh fuck, you had that the whole time. Yeah, it's like it's a fun you know fun reveal. Wow. So wow. I, don't, I don't think it. Lo- I, I can't think of any circumstance where this looks stupid. Like if your partner drops trow and they got a plug in and it's real hot like in what in what situation would be like oh that's fucking dumb idiot <laughs> idiot <laughs> i think it would be great because you you get back to the apartment and you're fucking things are getting going and you're oh excuse me that was a bad belch oh uh, god and you get back to the apartment and you're like oh my god the entire time we were talking about mgmt's second album you had a little piece of metal <laughs> in your butt <laughs> But right there, there is like such a thing because it's like, you know, it kind of it, it kind of gets across like, yo, they've been turned on this whole time they've been with you. Yes. Like it's I don't know what the what the word I'm, I'm going to call it here. passive arousal. There we go. Yeah. And like after the fact, too, you know, like you didn't notice that situation was sexy at the time. But like the fact that there is a reveal that it was like, that's kind of hot. That's incredibly that. hot. So yeah, don't you know? I I, I think your partner's gonna be into this. And the worst case is like they don't have too much of a reaction. But I I literally can't think of one where they're gonna be like, "Oh, uh, idiot, putting a <laughs> butt plug in to, you know, do a little surprise for me." What? Like no, they're either gonna appreciate it or they're just gonna be so so. But I I suspect they're gonna be on board. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine. You know, I'm thinking it's like a skirt situation, which makes it even better to me. So, you like, can I, may I please go down on you? She goes, why, of course. And then she kind of works the panties down, and then you flip the skirt up, and then you see the fucking fun, sexy surprise in the butthole. There's no way, <laughs> there is no reality in which I see that, and I go, oh, fuck, you had a butt plug in the whole time? That sucks. <laughs> you ruined the mood. You ruined the mood. <laughs> You're wearing a butt plug. That's terrible. Though, no, it's this, though, this is this is good. I think you and I both like the butthole. I think that's fair to say. True. If you did not like, if your partner did not like the butthole, which I mean, he likes to put a finger inside your butt. You say, but I don't think this is the case with him. But. I think there is there are partners in the world that if you were wearing a butt plug for the date and they discovered it, they would be like, Ew. Yeah, that's that's true. Some people some people can be weird about that. And yeah. I guess like for somebody else listening is thinking about that, you know, maybe that's something to consider if your partner's like aggressively anti anal for some reason. They're wrong. But in this case Oh yeah. <laughs> Completely mistaken. But in this case, especially because I, I forgot that part, even though this is like four sentences, uh, especially because you've kind of like toyed with the idea of anal, you've done the finger, but you haven't actually done it yet. Like he's clearly into it if yeah. if he enjoys dropping the digit. And so this <laughs> like it's a sexy reveal on its own. But the fact that you've kind of been moving in this direction, like especially if you're trying to do it, you know, this night of the date. That's huge. Like this, it's, I don't know. It's such a good way to like introduce kind of the next level of it. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, I think I think your partner's gonna love this. Mm, 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 mm. I love good it. times. I love it just thinking about it. This is great. I do too. I do too. Big fan. You know what else I'm a big fan of? Uh, what's that? Knower who did our intro song <laughs> "Hanging On." You can find <laughs> you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. Yeah, you can snip the part of this episode where we sang it with Bruce, too, if you want that. What if we just did that as the intro music for the rest of the... Oh. <laughs> Our own fucking... Oh, he is not a good singer. Nobody... I love the man, but the, he's not... The three of us can't acapella for shit. <laughs> no. All about the same tone. Hey, wait, let's let's do a throw out though. Uh, fucking shout out to our dads who came on. Yes, we'll give a little round of applause to that. Thank We've you. We've been dads. wanting to do it forever. That was fun, and uh, happy Father's Day to them and to any other dads out there. <laughs> oh yeah, shit. Also, outro music. Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them at Instagram.com/slash the Hayfellows, uh, or you can go on Spotify. Chuck in those three words, the hey fellows, then you'll find their music. Check it out. The very presence of our dads on this episode makes this entire entry in our series a dad zone. <laughs> how did how did it feel Stuck to spend dad a, zone. how did it feel to spend an hour in the dad zone? That was good. That was good. Especially the uh the reveal of you being conceived in a van. Yep, that happened. That's where I come from. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay. All right. Hey, Donovan, you want to get on video games? You want to play video games with me for a little bit? Oh, I don't don't have the PS4 with me, man. I'm at the beach. Uh, Okay. I guess you're I'm going to play the video game called Drinking Tequila on the Beach. That's a much better video Getting bit game. Get by bugs occasionally. <laughs> that is a much better video <laughs> game than the one I was going to suggest. Uh, it's pretty guess... competitive. There's some really toxic players in there, you know, but <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> yep. You just got to walk away from those toxic players. Hey, uh, Kobe's Drockstrap, go fuck yourself. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Happy Father's Day, folks. Happy Father's Stay cool Day. in the dad zone. <laughs> All right. That's good as fuck. The dads came in seamlessly, too. That was perfect. What?